Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Jason Garish, and let's start things off with the biggest news of the week with the uh, retirement of Vincent K. McMahon. Um, came as somewhat of a shocker, but not, I guess. Um, uh, first, start off, thank you for entertaining us for all those years. Um, you know, uh, you knew something was going to happen, and he wasn't going to be forced out because of... Uh, he did hold the majority stock, so it was impossible to vote him out. So I don't know if there were other legal means that they would have taken to try to get him out. I mean, someone obviously wanted him out of the company by the way things went down. It makes me wonder if there aren't other things that they're keeping hidden right now that uh, they're going to come along, come out, I should say, further along the line. Maybe down the road, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, the uh, the retiring of Vincent K. McMahon, gigantic news in the world of wrestling. Can't say you know I thought much of him as a human being. You know he's obviously a very arrogant, obnoxious guy. But uh, but he, if it wasn't for McMahon and the McMahon family and the WWF slash WWE, I wouldn't be a wrestling fan. So. You know, you got to look at that and say thank you. Kind of take the good with the bad. You know, um, I can't judge him as a human being. You know, there's rumors that there might be some other allegations. There's rumors that there might have been some things that weren't, you know, legal. I mean, uh, the whole guarantee thing with the uh, the hush money, the two million dollars paying to this one individual that leaked out. I mean, per se, that's not illegal because it wasn't done with company money. It was done with his own personal money. So there's nothing there per se that's illegal or might negatively affect the company itself. Um, so, so that's not the reason, unless he just got to a point where he was tired of fighting the system and uh, decided to retire. You know, I always thought that he was gonna, he was literally going to die as the chairman CEO of the company. So this kind of shocks me in that respect, but. Uh, but it, there had to have been something very significant in order for him to uh, to retire, because I seriously doubt that that this alone was what forced him to retire. I mean, here's a man who went before the Senate hearings and whatnot, grand jury, and uh, and basically told them where to go. So it's not like something of this magnitude would would shake him. I don't think. Um, so it looks like uh, Stephanie McMahon and, and Nick Khan are going to be co-CEOing the company. Um, like I said, interesting developments. I assume that that McMahon, I haven't read anything, but I assume that he doesn't have to sell his shares. So he'd still be a majority stockholder, or shareholder, I should say. So there's that i'm assuming he can pop up down the road if he wanted to come out of retirement whatnot this is wrestling i don't know but hey hopefully uh he takes this time to kind of reflect on things and spend time with his with his grandchildren and whatnot so uh should be more interesting with with stephanie at the helm and nick Khan at the helm nick is obviously a very astute business individual creatively i don't think he I don't think that, let's put it this way, I wouldn't want him the reins creatively. I don't think he has what it takes to be creatively in charge, but I do think that from a business standpoint, the guy is, is brilliant. I mean, this company has 
continued to make record profits while putting out garbage products. So, so you got to look at that and say that he obviously knows what he's doing and it is a business. It's publicly owned business and it's in business to make money. That's its sole purpose. It isn't necessarily to entertain us. Although the reason that it does make money primarily is for entertainment value. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for all the years. Thanks for the memories. Uh, Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Hopefully he has a good retirement. Uh, I would hate to see, you know, some of these people, they, they stop what they love doing and, and, you know, heaven forbid, don't, uh, don't survive, don't, don't live too much longer. So hopefully, uh, that's not the case with Vincent McMahon. I have a feeling he's going to be behind the scenes somewhere doing something. I don't think he can, Stay away from the business for that long. I honestly don't. I, I just don't see it. But uh, but who knows? We'll only future can tell that, and we'll see what happens. Um, you know whether or not this leads to a TV fourteen product. There's been rumors abounding about that. If it's going to be more of a an adult oriented product, we've seen a couple of things where the show has been a little bit more risque. You know, I, I watch Raw solely. I don't watch uh, SmackDown for the most part. Um, I, I'm i hesitant to say that that's going to be the case only because it is a publicly traded company and uh, advertising dollars matter and uh, shareholders' thoughts matter and stock prices matter. So, And now that Vincent uh, McMahon is out of the, out of the picture... I I would lean towards it being more of a PC product. I I think that's the way that uh that Triple H would have liked to have seen it go. I think just because he made his comments about uh about the China comments about how uh you know he he had his his uh, misgivings about bringing her into the uh, Hall of Fame because because his daughters would look her up and see her past in porn and whatnot. And, uh, and he was hesitant because of that. So that makes me think that it's less likely to go much harder edge than what it is. I don't see us ever returning back to the, um, back to the, the attitude era product. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the attitude era, but here's, primarily what some of the reasons why i enjoyed it obviously i was a much younger man at the time you know so some of the more risque violent whatnot um media and whatnot material i should say entertained me more at that point um but being being a family man now with a son a wife and and i want to be able to watch that in front of my family you know it, it if I want to watch a more adult geared product, adult oriented product, I can always watch AEW. There are other avenues out there, GCW, whatnot, where I can I can watch that. Um, the one of the things that appeals to me right now with the WWE is I can have it on with my son in the room and not worry about it. So I really kind of hope that they don't go harder edge, don't go a TV fourteen product with it. 
I mean, I've had this argument with some of my coworkers and whatnot, um, and they have very valid points. You know, they want to they they want to bring things back to the attitude error, and I don't ever one like I said, I don't ever see that happening because of the market value. I don't see it happening also because you know I, I hate to admit this, but some of my favorite movies are are dizzy movies. You know, some of my favorite movies do not have any sex or violence or any nudity in them. And the reason why is because they have well-written, well-thought-out storylines. You could put a harder-edge program on there. You can put a TV-14 program on there. You can put an R program out there. If the writing isn't good, it's still going to flop. And it's going to flop hard because you've got to take into account the loss of advertising revenue from people that will pull out of there, loss of sponsorships, loss of sales of merchandise, because primarily your sales of merchandise go to children. The Alexa Bliss's doll, children. A lot of the shirts, children. You don't see a lot of adults walking around with, the, with mem- memorabilia from WWE, unless it's vintage stuff like the Austin 316. Um... You know, I, I do see some adults with the bloodline stuff, which is cool, but but primarily I'd have to say that the target demographic for most of their marketing for chil- is for children, and uh, I I don't think that they'll switch over because it would hurt them financially. I I I don't see it happening. You know, they they're not going to have John Cena on. As a uh, full-time performer, obviously he's doing movies and whatnot, so which is a, a letdown because I wanted to see him go against Austin Theory. I think that would have been great. But now I'd like to see Austin Theory take the belt now that he has the at SummerSlam because he has the briefcase. Take it off one of either Lesnar or, uh, or Roman Reigns, who Lesnar's future right now, I guess, is being disputed. We don't know if there's some rumors that he might not come back, um, which would be... Which would be sad. I don't think that's the case, but the, but there's a lot of rumors floating around of that. Uh, but I'd love to see him take that belt off of one of those guys and then stretch a feud out until WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes and have Cody Rhodes take the belt. And I think that would pop huge. I think that would be a great WrestleMania moment. And uh, I, I think it would be highly entertaining. I think it would make for a great moment. I, I hope they go that route. I, I hope they book that. Unfortunately, WWE never seems to go along with my line of booking rationale, so I don't know if they will, but it would be it would be awesome in my my eyes to see that. I think it would make for an incredible storyline. That's just my own thoughts, but uh but yeah, so getting back to the Vincent Kennedy McMahon thing, uh Vincent McMahon, um We'll see how long this lasts, and I, I think he's going to have his hand in other business ventures. I wouldn't be shocked if he ha- puts his hand on with the XFL. You know, I just watched a little bit of the, the press conference they had, um, the town hall that they had, a little tiny bit of that, but um kind of shocked to see they're not going back to Los Angeles and New York. You would think that would be two giant venues, two, uh, two venues that they would need marketing from, need dollars from, so... That's kind of shocking, but but uh, uh, away from that XFL, um, 
Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, thank you for all the years of entertainment. Thank you for everything we have. I, I really don't see him going back to an attitude era style. Maybe once in a while, have a little harder edge. Because here's the thing. If you swear occasionally, that gives it much more impact. If you do things that are hard, a little harder edge, like you bleed a little bit, that's gives it much more of an impact. Part of the problem with AEW right now is that they're every people are bleeding left and right every week. So it it means absolutely nothing now. None of the none of the matches. So it loses its impact. That should be saved for pay per views and, and uh whatnot. I mean, I know that WWE still has their strict uh no blading policy in place, so we'll see if that gets uh wiped away. But usually the times you see wrestlers bleed now is the hard way on a lot of stuff um, in uh, some of the pay-per-view matches and whatnot. Um, but like I said, they've got to look at their demographic. They've got to look at uh, what their sales are going to be if they change the product radically. Primarily how this affects things, I think creative is going to get better because Vince McMahon is not going to have his thumb on the control on the, on the uh, switch all the time. So creatively, I think this opens up a lot of avenues, and I think things are going to get better creatively. So we might have a better product bef- because of this. I mean, most people in uh, you know podcasting world and the wrestling world thought that Vincent McMahon should have retired twenty years ago. You know whether that's true or not. I mean, the guy has one of the greatest wrestling minds ever on the planet, and uh, he knows what works, and he's not stupid. Is he? Out of touch with the current zeitgeist and and uh, and popularity and what's going on in the mainstream. Yes, he is, and that does make him a liability uh, creatively, because uh, a lot of what he does put in there, especially humor-wise, comes off as as outdated. So, so will this help creatively? I think so. I think this is going to be a boost to creativity. Whether or not it makes things uh, go a harder edge, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I said, maybe occasionally. I don't think it's going to go that way because, you know, Stephanie and, and uh, Triple H have their children. They want to protect them. And uh, they've break, broken kayfabe at events before to, because of little children. So I don't see them making it uh, a more attitude error product. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, so we'll see. But uh, do I think this opens up creativity? Absolutely. I think this... Uh, Puts uh, some people in, in uh, charge that are going to have much more of a uh, handle on uh, pop culture and mainstream culture. So uh, so I think it helps things along with that, you know, um, very much so. You know, and so that's kind of uh, what, uh, what's been going on with the WWE. But uh, aside from that, man, uh, setting things up for SummerSlam, no big deal. A lot of transitional shows with Raw, nothing really groundbreaking or exciting that's been going on. Nothing really that I want to talk about, that's for sure. So uh, that's kind of where we are as far as that goes. I'm trying to think off the top of my head uh, what uh, what else we know that Logan Paul has signed on. He made an appearance on Raw. Um Got a little annoying with the uh, the what chance, but uh, but I'm happy about that because at least it brings a guy into the fold who looks like he genuinely cares about the product and cares about the fans. So so that's gonna, I think that's a plus. I really do. I think that's a plus. Um, 
Let's see. Let's see what else we got. We got uh, Ric Flair's last match in the news. Um, which I can't. I don't even want to call this the last match. That bothers me because I I I consider Rick's last match against Shawn Michaels. I know he he um obviously has fought a lot of matches in uh, in TNA and whatnot, and in the independent scene, and uh, and I think a lot of that. In my opinion, is kind of disrespectful towards uh, towards Shawn Michaels because he he did such a great job of selling that match and ju- such a great job of psychology leading up to it and within the match itself that uh, that yeah that bothers me. I think that is so disrespectful to Shawn Michaels, the WWE. I, that really bothers me, but um. But it's happening July 31st in Nashville. Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see it then. We'll see it then. Um, you know, it looks like a great card that we're going to see. You know, we've got uh, carrying Ricky Morton versus Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, uh, Brock Anderson. That should be a fun uh, match. I, like I said, it's a real good undercard of the Wolves, you know, uh, are going to be against the Motor City Machine Gun. That's going to be a great match right there. I like both of those guys. I love Motor City Machine Gun. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Ray Fenix and uh, Taurus versus, was that the Laredo Kid and uh, Bandito? Nothing really appeals to me too much in that match except for Ray Fenix. Got Josh Alexander and Jacob Fatu. That should be interesting. Um, Rachel Ellering. Paulo Ring's daughter um, against Deanna Parazzi. That should be a good match. And uh, what's going on? Is Jordan Gracie somehow involved in there? Is she she refing it or is it a three way match? Um, but that's uh, that should be a good match right there. Be interesting to see Rachel Ellering uh, do some stuff since her departure from NXT. Um, my phone's been going off from work. I apologize for that. If you can pick that up on the mic. Um, Killer Cross versus Harry Smith. That's going to be good. I haven't seen Harry Smith in ages, so. And I, I'm a big fan of Killer Cross. Looks like he'll be appearing with Scarlett Bordeaux, so that should be, that should be a really good match. That should be really good. Clark Connors versus Ren Marie. Is that Ren Marita? Narita. Um, I'm not familiar with that guy's work at all, but Clark Connors I like a lot. You know, and the one that really interests me is the Von Erichs versus the Briscoes. That should be a good match, and that should be interesting. I'd like to see how the Von Erichs have come along in this short time span. I shouldn't say short time span. They've been wrestling for years under the tutelage of their father. Um, but the Briscoes, Briscoes always put a great match, you know. That that should be good. Um, Briscoe's just signed with AEW slash ROH, I believe, which uh, I find interesting because I know the reason that they kept them from signing with AEW what in the past was because of the network. Network didn't want part of the Briscoe's because of comments they had made in the past, and they're a very controversial team. So, uh, so the fact that they just signed is interesting. Are they going to hold them off just for pay-per-views? What are they going to do? That's that's um, 
That's going to be interesting to see how they put that. Um, aside from that, Death for, Before Dishonor was last night. You know, um, we had Claudio Casanoli take the uh, ROH belt. So, uh, so Gresham is no longer the uh, ROH champion, which is very interesting because there have been a lot of uh, speculation as far as uh, as Gresham. A lot of people are saying that he has already requested his uh, his release from AEW slash Ring of Honor. So, what uh, where that goes from there? Did that dictate the booking that they need to get the belt off belts off of him quickly? So, um, that's that's interesting. Um, that is interesting. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see where that leads to. Um, we had some, uh, was this pre-card, I think, or was this on the card? I'm not sure. Cole Caban versus Anthony Henry. Um, Anthony Henry has come on, uh, become a fan favorite, so that's pretty cool. You know, Cole Caban is always a fan favorite. I don't know where they've been hiding him, you know, but, uh, they dusted him off for the, uh, for the Ring of Honor card. This whole card wasn't bad. It's Shin- Shinobi, uh, Shadow Squad versus Trustbusters, um... Wow, we had uh, Tony Depp and Alex Zane and Blake Christian versus Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony. That looks amazing right there. <laughs> that the, this These guys at Gates of Agony just look, when combined with Brian Cage, just look terrifying. Um, who are these guys? Now, these guys were part of the Tully Blanchard faction, along with Gresham. Now, there's... Uh, Rumors now that Tully Blanchard has requested his release now from, or that he's no, or not that he's requested, that he's no longer with AEW. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, but, um, but that's very interesting. It looks like they're going to keep this faction alive and together. Whether or not that's with Gresham and Blanchard is, uh, is going to be, uh, going to be seen, but, uh, we also had Will Nightingale versus Allison K. You know, I think we've seen this before in the NWA, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Alice K is interesting because uh, obviously uh, her connection strong ties to uh, to NWA. Um, but yeah, we had that match. It didn't didn't get to watch. It, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it uh, amounted to much. Um, obviously, we had Gresham versus Casanoli next um, with uh, with. Um, with Claudio taking the bell. So that's, that brings up some very interesting, uh, items. Like I said before, we had six, six team tag team championship with, uh, Dalton Castle and the boys versus the righteous. Um, I like Dalton Castle. I mean, he's unique. He's, uh, he's got an interesting gimmick. The guy can wrestle his butt off, you know, uh, so I'd like to see him on television more. You know, Willie Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. I wish I saw that. That looks like that would have been awesome. The uh, review I'm looking at right now gave it an A. I have to go back and somehow manage to watch that because that that must have been a great technical match. Um, Dragon Lee versus Rush. Um, interested to see Rush. I'm not a huge Dragon Lee fan, but uh, 
We had the ROH Women's Championship, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deep. There's another one, man. I got to go back and watch because both those girls can go. You know, Martinez retained against Deep, which is awesome. Will they keep her around? You know, he had the Ring of Honor Television Championship with Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. You know, Joe Smith Lethal, which I'm glad they kept the, that belt on Joe. I wish to God they would put him on TV more. I don't know why they're keeping him off TV. Is he just going to show up for pay-per-views, or how's, is that another thing like that, how that's going to work? Had the two out of three falls for the Ring of Honor uh, Tag Team Championship with FTR versus Briscoe. That's another one I wish I got to see. Wow. Um, both great teams. All-time great teams right there. Well, I don't know about all-time for FTR. They've yet to prove that. But but right now, currently, they're one of, if not the best tag team out there. And to have them face off against the Briscoes, man, that that is uh, that's one for the ages right there. I've got that. Like I said, I've got to go back and watch this pay per view because this is this is a good card right here. They um, the FDR FDR should I mean not should they did retain they defeated the uh, the Briscoes and once again, like I said, they have um, they have signed the Briscoes from what I understand. So that's another one. They just going to keep them on for uh, for um pay-per-views or what's what's the deal with that because i don't know are they just going to keep them on for pay-per-views because the network does not want them on television from what i understand so so we'll see there see what happens you know aside from that you know obviously a lot of what was on rampage kind of led into roh uh death before dishonor rampage has been uh a fairly entertaining show. I don't know if it's because of the format of being only one hour. They have to jam more in and try to tighten up their booking for that because Dynamite can get kind of sloppy and and, uh, and cheesy at points sometimes because they have the time. But, uh, but yeah, Rampage has been a fairly decent show coming in the last few weeks. You know, And Dynamite, we had uh, Brody King convincingly beat Darby Allen, beat the heck out of him. Which led to uh, Sting coming out and uh, another stare down between Sting and Malachi Black. So we'll see where this leads. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm liking the two of them facing off. It, it just—they don't even have to say a word. Just look at each other, and it's—it's it's awesome. I love—I love both those guys. You know. Let's see. Uh, Mero came out. I'm still not sure who the heck he's kind of aligned with. Then. Not sure what's going on there. Um, you know, are they going to have... Uh, he's been cutting these great promo, promos that have been uh, addressing uh, the House of Black, whether or not he's going to be part of it or whether or not he's going to be their adversary kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm not really sure how they're going with this, so... So, like, like some people are spe- speculating, interpreting as, uh, as did, uh, did Miro join the House Black, or did they, uh, did he, is he sending them a message? So, um, so we'll see. I mean, it sets up a feud down the line, or it sets up a powerful ally. I just don't know where the heck by Murphy's been. I'm, is he injured? What's going on with by Murphy? Um, it's been primarily, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King coming out there. 
So what's going on with uh, Buddy Murphy? I hope to God there's nothing bad happening there, because I I need to uh, I I like to see him on TV that, and specifically like same with House Black and eventually feud with them I think because the matches he had against Malachi Black were were phenomenal. So uh, so hopefully that's where us all goes. You know we had Jungle Boy return. Luchasaurus stepped aside to let Jungle Boy go after uh, Christian Cage. So is Luchasaurus now aligned with Jungle Boy, or is Luchasaurus still aligned with Christian Cage? You know, it would kind of uh, kind of look like he's uh, like he's aligned with Jungle Boy at this point, but we don't know. Danhausen uh, challenged Ricky Starks for the FTW Championship. Uh, let's see, we had do. Wow. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, we had the uh, the barbar match uh, between Chris Jericho and uh, and and Eddie King- Kingston. So um, I thought the barbar on the mic was a nice touch. Um, that was pretty cool. The bar, you know, we had the shark out there. It was a nice touch for uh, for Shark Week. It, was, it made things kind of. Uh, Give it a bit, a little bit more of a big fight feel, you know, which it was, you know. Um, you know, we had a weird spot where uh, when Ty Conti couldn't open the shark cage for uh, for the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, and they eventually just basically just squeezed it through the bar. So, had one laughable moment at least there. Had another one kind of when um, Eddie Kingston went to do a spinning backhand on Chris Jericho and missed him by a mile. So we had a couple of uh, a couple of little weird things going on, l- little botches there. But for the most part, was uh, was an excellent match, which is what you'd expect from you know Kingston Jericho. Kingston's obviously not a great ring technician; he's kind of sloppy, but that guy can make you feel everything and uh, make you interested in the match, which is which is really cool. You know, he's got some something there, especially with his promos that. Most other wrestlers just don't have. There's a fire and a passion there and a delivery that makes you believe everything he says. So so I, I love seeing Eddie Kingston out there, and I love seeing him in a main event, you know, even if there were some a couple of botches and a couple of things that didn't look great. You know, I kind of saw the aftermath with that, with what happened to Jericho. I'm hoping the guy Jericho just stops doing this type of matches. The guy's, what, 52 now, so... It's time to cut the crap. It's really time for him to kind of step back and let some of the younger performers do their stuff and maybe go into a full-time commentator position or even go into something behind the scenes because he could be great at booking. He could be great at talent relations. He could be great at anything behind the scenes there. He's a highly intelligent guy. You know, He's got, what, a degree in journalism. He's not stupid. He's got his podcast in, in combination with all this stuff. He could be great behind the scenes. Why not do it? You know, stop beating the hell out of your body. This guy's not going to be able to walk when he's uh, he's 60. So please, just stop doing death matches. <laughs> you know, at 52 years old, there's no reason you should be doing this stuff. You obviously have enough money. You have a family. Stop it, dude. Stop. And he's brilliant on the mic. He's brilliant on commentating. He's, he's brilliant behind the scenes. So... Man, I wish 
somebody love to put him in charge of some things, you know, instead of Tony Khan running everything, which is ridiculous. He's not, you know, he's not a wrestling guy. He's a fan, but he's a mark. I'm sorry. You know, he just happens to have billions of dollars. Uh, but, yeah, if you could put somebody like Jericho, and unfortunately it looks like Tully Blanchard's gone from the company, you know, but you've got guys like Arn Anderson, you've got guys like Sting, you've got guys like, you had guys like Tully Blanchard. You had you have Arn Anderson. You got guys like Dustin Rhodes back there. You got guys like CM Punk. Man, utilize their brain. Utilize their intelligence. You know, get QT Marshall out of booking. Get him out of any type of relations. And just, just put those guys in charge. You know, there's already talk of dissension in the locker room. Because apparently there's like, you can't access Tony Khan as much anymore and you have to go through the proper channels and now nobody doesn't nobody knows who to talk to in certain situations. It's starting to sound a lot like TNA in the past and that upsets me because I like AEW. I love this company. I, I like uh, the wrestlers in it. There's there's some very entertaining product in there. Please, please stop, uh, you know, uh, Stop relying on Tony Khan for everything and, and put some people in there that, that know how to do some things because you have people in there that do and that have a great wrestling mind. So please rely on them a little bit more, please. You know, that's kind of my, my closing thoughts on everything. There's a lot going on in wrestling. I could probably go on for a whole other hour, but but I don't feel like doing that right now. And uh, I've already gone past the half hour mark, so uh, I'm going to kind of wrap, start wrapping things up right now. You know, uh, let's give a shout out to uh, to uh, uh, Lucky Lady Candles. Find them on Etsy and Facebook. Uh, you know, it's always a great time to buy candles, even though it's 100 degrees out there. Still, candles are awesome. So, uh, find, sh- you know, track them down on uh, on Facebook and on Etsy. You know, give a shout out to uh, TIWF. They just had a uh, a um, promotional, I should say, a nonprofit um, event for uh, for a family, and uh, I wish I could have gone. But yeah, continue to support them and uh, doing a lot for the community and the wrestling community in Western uh, Tennessee. So uh, so go support them. You know, every Saturday night they're they're five dollars to get in. So so check them out. Go support them. You know, they're always packed, so get there early, you know, and, uh, and continue to support them because they're doing a lot within the Western uh, Tennessee area for wrestling here. And they're going to be at the uh, Gibson Fairgrounds uh, for the, um, what is it, the uh, Gibson County Fair. So uh, I don't have the dates on that. I will when that comes up, but, but check them out when... Uh, when they go down there and check them out, because I think it, I don't want to say it's free entrance, but um, because I think you have to to pay to get into the fair, but uh, but check them out definitely. Um, like I said, they always put on a, a always put on a great um great show. Check them out. Like I said, I'll have those dates coming up. I want to say it's August 29th is the uh, Gibson County Fair, but uh, but I believe that's when they start. Um, but yeah, check them out and uh, give a shout out to us. Uh, Crushing Kayfabe. Go to crushingkfabe.com. Crushing with a K. You can get links to all of our social media from there, and also uh, check us out on Patreon. P- 
patreon.com, do a search for Crushing Kayfabe, Crushing with a K. And for just $1 a month, you can support us, help keep the lights on, and uh, you can get all the audio ad-free, which is which is cool, you know, because if you're doing it on Spotify or whatnot, or on YouTube, it'll, it'll interject uh, ads when they feel like it kind of thing. Here, if you go onto Patreon, you can go in uh, and check us out ad-free. So, uh, so check us out, support the show, please, and uh, keep the lights on. In addition to that, um, let's uh, like give my uh, wife's business a shout out. Um, Hooked by Jenna Lynn. Check her out on Facebook, and uh, you can check her stuff out in a couple of different places. The first one being Then and Now Flea Market, which is right in the heart downtown Trenton, so Trenton, Tennessee. That is. So check them out, Then and Now Flea Market, and you can uh, get some Hooked by Jenna products there, and you can get some various uh, things from other vendors, and uh, you can go check out my CD down there, too. So uh, that's Then and Now Flea Market. And while you're at it, uh, Peggy's uh, Attic in Milan. Check them out. It's a great, another great flea market that uh, has a ton of uh, different vendors, lots of variety of different products, new and old. And uh, once again, we have a booth there, too. So go check out my CD. Go check out uh, a variety of different handmade goods for my wife and uh, check them out. So that's Peggy's Attic, you know, and uh, tell them uh, Crushing Kayfabe sent you. Anywhere you go, tell them Crushing Kayfabe sent you. You know, get the word out and uh, spread the word and uh, let people know about the uh, show. All right. So that's all the time I have. Thank you for listening and God bless.